Hey, 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 it's Tyree and Kevin with Before I Forget, say hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, hey, there it is. So we're going to hop right into uh, our 90-something show, which is fucking that's awesome. A, that's a big number, man. Ain't it? You know why? Because we're fucking awesome, that's why. I mean... I think we're mildly entertaining at best. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll take that. Somebody likes this shit. So today or the day that you guys are going to hear this is going to be Martin Luther King day. It's a big holiday. It's nationally. Uh, wait, do we want to get into this or do oh, wait, we record? Let's get into it. Okay. All right. We can get into that. Yeah. We're, uh, we're here. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I know. Fucking, I didn't. Uh, we 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 brainstormed this, folks. We sat there and talked about stuff, but I've had one or two smokes today in celebration of the Forty ers because we're going to the uh, next round. Thank you very much. Super Bowl or whatever. No, nah, it's just the divisional. They ain't, ain't that Div- far. Divisional. We got like three more games, but you know we're gonna win them. So they beat the Seahawks. Yeah. Actually, so one of the former Arkansas Razorbacks plays for the or played for the fucking Seahawks. And I just um, after that game last night, after the ass whooping that the Seahawks took from the 49ers, mm-hmm. um, Alex Collins posted on his Instagram that he was um, going to the USFL to play for the Memphis Showboats. Okay. And. Well, and so Alex Collins was a big name in Arkansas. He was a very, very big name, and um, he was projected to do super, super well in the pros, but so was Darren McFadden, who was also a big name. Um, he, Alex Collins, so Darren McFadden, Alex Collins, and Herschel Walker are like like the top 3,000-yard something or other. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Numbers and things. I don't remember shit. I was asleep since then, but anyway... <laughs> and only Herschel Walker went to the pros and actually like showed his like went off and did some shit while the other two were like, you know, kind of like, you know, injury uh, stricken and whatever else. But anyway, so Alex Collins for you Razorback fans, which is me, is going to the Memphis Showboats. Um, and I would like to think that it had something to do with the 49ers laying down a big fucking hurting. Like I watched the end of that the the, the second half of that game. I was at the gym, mm-hmm. and um, like, dude, it was it was the Forty ers Like, like they were putting the fucking down, dude. Did you it was, it was a little scary. Yeah, fuck yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was a little scary because we were down at the half by a point, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, I know it's the playoffs, but Seahawks ain't shit. You know, I'm sorry if you're a Seahawks fan, but you know your team ain't shit. So when they took the lead, I'm like, oh, shit, this is some crazy, crazy shit about to go down. Like what just happened to the Vikings, you know, uh, whatever. It's cool. We won. We stomped the shit out of them in the second half. Now we're going to go. And we are like, I'm, I'm on the field. They're going to go and play the Giants now. And uh, that's going to be a fun game. So it's going to be fun to watch them play that game. Well, as a fan of my the team that I root for. It is worth mentioning that, like, they they were down a point when the when the half started, the second half started. Mm-hmm. What was the final score again? 
like 41 to like who showed up on the other side? Uh, it wasn't even fucking worth it. The thing is, That's though, what I'm saying. They, they got their asses fucking. Yeah. As a team, they got together because they're like, this is some bullshit. Because I heard the. I was in the locker room. <laughs> nah, I listened to the uh, interviews that they were given in, after the game. They're like, yeah, you know, in halftime, we were all like, come on, brother, we got to get into this shit. You know, like pumping each mm-hmm. other up. Like, you know, it's a brotherhood and it's all this kind of shit. It's like, that's why I love the team that is the 49ers because it's so much pride in the shit that they do. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's cool to like some prideful shit. Fuck it, and now that's my shit. I love the Niners. So there you go. Booyah. Yep. My fuckers. <clears throat> Good job. Yeah. Not go Niners. Niners. Go Niners. Yay! And hopefully the team that you cheer for, if it wasn't the team that we were playing against, hopefully they did well. Who? All the other oh, teams them? who played. Who cares? People listening and watching. Yeah, people listening and watching. Hopefully your your team did great. But you know, unless it's the Cowboys, yes, you know, <laughs> definitely. I yeah, I can't I can't I got no fucking I don't have a dog in the fight, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but um, you know, hey, I'm just here for the ride. Uh, go team, good job, uh, sports. Mm-hmm. I can't say that because it makes me seem like I'm not like a like I'm not into sports. Like I just don't I don't really care about teams unless it's like. Arkansas like I I am from here so like it's you know what What, my go-to you're like hardcore Arkansas as fuck man like uh like I love California but you like Arkansas like this you can name Arkansas fucking college football players and all this kind of shit most people that I know can only like name their team and then they can't name like some history about that team and it's funny that you know me and Walker had a show you know, last week where we spoke about knowing where you came from and yep. clearly, you know, where you came from. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, my, my birth certificate definitely says Portsmouth, Arkansas. So, yeah. rip, um, rip that. I definitely do know that that says that, uh, no, like and it, it's, it's funny actually. Uh, so like this beer that I'm drinking, for example, is a brand called, uh, lost 40, um, out of little rock, Arkansas. It's, a uh, have an ice day Arkansas winter IPA, a piney red IPA. So that's an Arkansas beer. One of my top favorite beers ever is a, a brand called Diamond Bear out of Little Rock. And I so I I, I drink local. I I shop. Well, I like me. Yeah, I like my steak. Goddamn, I got a fucking <laughs> Arkansas tattoo. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah, fucking. Yeah. That's hardcore. That's you're a fucking gang member, basically. Yeah, fucking no, gang for real. banger. Arkansas um, banging on wax or whatever the fuck. Banging on like no, and, and, you know it, it's funny because it's like you know like when I when I travel outside of the state, like a lot of times, like if I travel anywhere like out west or even up north, like you know most people can't even point out Arkansas on a map, right? Map of the states without the names, people are like pretty hard pressed to like uh Arkansas. Yeah, it's not right? easy. If I if I say hey, like what's what's next to name? Give me one state that borders Arkansas. And I'll get some wild shit like Alabama, Georgia, Virginia. They're just naming southern states because they think Arkansas is near the south. Florida. Arkansas Arkansas is in the south, and we don't actually count Florida as southern. But So it's a whole thing. Um, so there, nice. there's a lot of pride in like these these like lost and forgotten states. So definitely pretty proud of my home. Hell yeah. Even though, even though we have some really dumb fucking archaic bullshit fucking laws because our politicians are fucking 
fucking people that suck. Anyway, how so? What well, what kind of what kind of laws do y'all have that are bullshit and archaic? I mean, right now, so for for you know, and this is going to sound pretty counter um, to my my southernness, right? But like, I'm a pretty open person, right? <clears throat> um, a lot of people might might look at me or look at some of my Instagram posts or even hear some of the stories that we tell and think that I'm pretty conservative, and I'm actually more. Um, uh, down the middle, right? I'm more down the middle than I am conservative. So I'm not, I'm not, I have, I have some pretty like, like mildly liberal, um, beliefs and some, some conservative beliefs, but I'm, I'm I would say I'm down the middle. Mm-hmm. So Arkansas is pretty against like certain LGBT, um, community things. Um, and that's a bummer. Um, and I think they, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I really don't pay attention to a lot of it. And I probably should, but as a, as a you know functioning adult, I probably should pay more attention to what's being voted on within my state. But like, um, abortion laws are not good here. Like, I I I am I am pro-choice. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, you do what you want to do with your fucking body. I get it. Like, but I'm also one of those people that like I I you know how I define life. Is 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 how I define life, and it's different from how other people define life. So I get it. Like every difference is opinions, mm-hmm. et cetera, so on. But like Arkansas is not very pro uh, life. They're very, or I'm sorry, pro choice. I'm, I'm retarded. Can I say that? No, I should not say that. Um, but no, I'm very, I'm very pro uh, uh, choice, right? Correct. So like, like that needs to be. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's not for me to decide. So I'm very pro-choice, but like Arkansas is not. They're very pro, pro-life. pro um, And there's just some other archaic laws that they have on the books. Like, there's one, like, uh, a man and a woman are not allowed to be nude in front of each other in a public setting or in something other than private settings. Does that make sense? So like a private residence, like let's say in my backyard, you know, I can have my friends over and we can all be naked and that's fine. But mm-hmm. like, let's say, um, <laughs> let's say, you know, like I, I run a nude resort, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't, I cannot do that unless it's like gender specific. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's really, it's really weird. And we actually, so Arkansas actually has a more like a nude resort, um, up in Eureka Springs, like an hour and a half from me, whatever. And it's all men. So naturally it became, um, a certain type of crowd that would go there, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, you know, no big deal, but yeah, whatever you get you into. Know, yeah. So, I mean, but you know, I, 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 I think that really kind of, I think that really is like any, any state, you know, like every, everybody can find something that they don't dig about their home. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, there's there's something that anybody can find in anything they don't like. Yeah. So, but, you know, all we can do to all we can do is strive to make things better. Right. Like we can just you know push towards like, hey, this is not something that I do uh, that I agree with. Mm-hmm. Let's make it better. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, everyone everyone's better is a good thing, because a lot of times uh, yeah. certain people's better is not necessarily better for everyone else. Absolutely, so, man. Um, absolutely i guess it, it's important for you to vote you know uh it the, you know it really matters who you put in the office like that dude from new york who's lying about everything who, or who lied about everything that he's about you know 
that's yeah. way out of control, man. Like, how does he still have a job? Like, yeah. Uh, how can like he be you, trusted with like, anything? Absolutely. You, know, you literally lied on your resume to get this, like, big-ass position. And, yeah. and now how are the people or anybody supposed to trust you to be able to do your job? Like, mm-hmm. surely, surely he will be removed from his position. Hopefully. You, you know? You right? think? Yeah, sure. I mean, he, he didn't lie about, like, little stuff. He lied about little stuff, big stuff, everything. He said, this fool, this motherfucker said he was the first person that got COVID in New York. Really, dog? Okay, yeah, really? Like, all kind of just, like, crazy shit. Like, oh, he worked on uh, a NASA program. He was, a, he was an astronaut. All kind of, like, dog. Are you like 12? No, that's not even 12-year-old shit. It's like fucking 7-year-old stuff where you you just create your own fantasy world in your head and you live it out. And, you know, if you're believable enough, people fall for it and they vote you in the office, which is craziest fuck. That is, in my opinion, akin to somebody lying on their resume saying that they did 8 years of schooling to be become some type of medical doctor their residency was done here um and i'm applying to be a you know cardiologist mm-hmm. and now i'm taking people's like life i'm taking people's lives into my own hands literally in some cases like i'm you know like because as an elected official that's what you're doing yeah. right like your job is to be the people's voice at the levels higher than you and and here you are lying just to get in this position. Um, yeah, man. That's, da- that's dangerous. That's so. real dangerous. But, you know, you you get who you vote for, so please pay attention. Yeah, man, that's one of my... I have a huge complaint with how, how the voting process works. There was a couple of years ago, there was a thing on the ballot here in Arkansas about um, term limits, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people in the state have been requesting or wanting term limits, term limits with our elected officials. Um, and so that was voted on. And when you, when you, the day you went to vote on it, when you, when you read through the fine print, which a lot of people don't tend to do, when you read through the fine print, it says, okay, I am voting for term limits, but I am agreeing to, allowing elected officials to select their own salaries. Hmm. Is that not fucked up? So to say like, okay, well, you know what? I am voting against term limits. I'm, I'm, I'm therefore I'm saying I'm open to an elected official serving as many terms as possible. If they get elected, mm-hmm. but they have a set salary, yeah. right? It can, it cannot be changed. Whereas, you know, I, okay. Okay, well, I just got elected as, you know, a congressman for the state. I am coming into this position, and I think that I deserve one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. I'm only I'm only able to serve two terms, three terms, one term, whatever it may be. But here is the salary that I'm choosing to select for my position. Mm. No, 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 no. When I vote for something, if I am voting for term limits, the only thing on that ballot needs to be. I vote for or against term limits, period. Yeah. Nothing to follow. That's the issue with a lot of these fucking laws that they try to push through is there's something piggybacked on it. 
a lot of times. A lot of these bills that, you know, the spending bill and all that kind of stuff, like, yeah, it sounds great. It's it's got a veteran, um, veteran shit in this bill that would really help out a lot of vets, you know, get housing or something like that. But it's also attached to this bill. I mean, this uh, part that says, you know, they can drill oil over here, you know, for X, Y, Z reasons. Like, it's not like... If they were two separate bills, cool, I would vote for that. Yeah, not for that or whatever the fuck. But, you know, make it make more sense. Our government is, I don't want to be bashed on our government because, you know, America, bang, bang. <laughs> but, uh, like, we have yeah. some things that that can be fixed or corrected. Um, well, and so in, in saying that, like, you can surely kind of understand the handful of people in America for voting for Trump for the reason they voted for Trump because of this whole, like he's not a politician Mm -hmm. and he was promising draining the swamp. Right. So when you look at it from, from that perspective, it's easy to be like, okay, I can kind of see the direction they were going with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Oh, okay. So he's not these, these like career politicians who've been in it for 30, 40 fucking 50 fucking years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a businessman. Government, if you look at it, it could be considered a business as well. It's all wheeling and dealing and, you know, money here and money there. So and, and Trump has been fairly successful in that in his in his business life. So he might be a good fix for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can kind of maybe understand like, oh, OK, yeah, I, can, I, I get why you would vote for that dude with that in mind. Yeah. But the guy just wouldn't shut up. Um. I think we everything needed, everything that you said is cool. Like, yeah, I would want to see some crazy shit like that happen. Something different. Like, I'm not voting for Biden because, you know, this motherfucker has hidden fucking documents too. Like, goddamn. Right. Give me a break. Make it <laughs> make it make it make sense. Bro, but anyway, and, 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 like he's you know, been in well, office for too long for that kind of shit to happen. And my understanding is like he was like rushed out, so like shit was just left there with his Corvette. But whatever the fuck, like, dude, dude, get it, get get it right. So here's the thing: he he has been a politician for forty years, forty plus years. Yeah, and he just recently got caught with with like classified documents in various locations. So Trump had it in his Mar-a-Lago place, and that's up to bit to debate, right? Because they don't know if it was a plant. That's a whole thing, right? No, he allegedly. Well, I know, I know, I know. We weren't there when it was found. So we'll say allegedly, right? allegedly found in his Mar-a-Lago place, right? Mm. While it's been allegedly, we'll give him the same credit, found in his garage at the, what, University of Pennsylvania in a think tank office that he had there. I think it was University of PA. Mm. Um, the, you know, and, and some of these go back to when he was vice president. Yeah. Right? So, like... crazy. And he's been in politics for 40 fucking years. So what other things has he left in other places? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just, it's kind of wild. Um, but uh, people have to understand, like, the difference between these two dudes and their fucking top secret documents is uh, one guy took them and one guy forgot them. And that's, they're both bad. Like, dude, you can't forget top secret shit just over there. Yeah, you know they walked in there and they're like, "Oh shit!" Oh fuck! Yeah, I, 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 sorry guys, I meant to grab that when I left. Yeah, but you know me, I had some prune juice, I had to shit, so 
But uh, you know, it, I, I'm sure it wasn't him doing the moving because that would that would be ridiculous. So some somebody missed something. I don't know. Maybe that's the excuse. Yeah. But uh, well, like, you know, and on, not not to sound like a you know over the top Trump supporter or anything, but like in his defense. You know, he 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 even made the promise that, you know, he wasn't going to use taxpayer money to support his living at the White House while he could just work out of Mar-a-Lago. So he was proved approved. I'm sorry, approved to work out of there and you know be president out of his out of his estate at Mar-a-Lago. So it would make sense that he would have top secret documents there. But while why would he have them there after his presidency? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stop but you know that's that's sense. that's that's neither here nor there right like we that's that's way above our pay grades we're just two dudes doing a podcast about this or that and um while living in america and like you said make it make sense man because this is our country and i want it to be better you want it to be better and i think we should mention somebody who also wanted it to be better and who ultimately paid the um paid the uh the ultimate amount, right? The ultimate fucking sacrifice for making it better. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Who, who am I talking about? The King. Martin Luther the King. Oh, I think you're going to say Elvis. Yeah. No. Shout out Martin to Luther King Jr. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to this um, today, the day of release, which is would be Monday, um, January 16th, 2023. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, we celebrate it every year um, in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And and his goals, his aspirations, his dream for what America could and should be um, across the board, right? From fucking sea to shining sea, as it were. Um, for all Americans, regardless of, you know, race, color, fucking whatever, you name it, right? Didn't matter. Orientation, fucking religious beliefs. You live here, you're an American, you get the same goddamn right, regardless. Right. That's how it should be. How it should be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it should be. And like I said, like, uh, he, he went through that whole process. I mean, fuck, dude, like, he was an activist for... Pretty much all of his adult life, I mean, had been arrested for it, um, attempted assassinations. Did you know that he was um, somebody attempted to stab him? I think yeah, nineteen fifty-eight. Female, he was... female, barely, barely missing really serious stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I got to tell you, if you're in that type of business and people are trying to kill you, you're on the right track. But wait a minute, that that well, yeah, that's true. That period of time though, people were getting taken out left and right, man. Sixties yeah, and seventies were fucking wild, man. Mal- Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, John F. Kennedy, Maker Edwards. Yeah. You can we can probably sit here and just keep on going on and on and on and on about the fucking people who were murdered, uh, because you know they were, they wanted better. Yeah, they wanted better in in their own head. Because there's some assassination attempts that, you know, didn't work out. Um, what was that guy uh, in the South? He was uh, super racist. Racist as fuck. Shot and then paralyzed. I don't know. Uh, I have his face in my head. I know the listeners are probably at home screaming it. <laughs> Somebody's like, God damn it. This yeah, is his name. But he was racist as fuck and he got shot, you know, and... Um, um, Am I like pumped about that? No, because it's it's still like murder. 
you know, you got to let people have their beliefs and, you know, hopefully people that don't agree with it just won't, won't vote for them. But, you know, taking a gun and fucking wiping somebody out is fucking crazy, bro. Was it the Alabama governor, George Wallace? There you go. George Wallace. Thank you so much for looking that up, even though I'm sitting right in front of my computer and I could have looked it up on my own. You know why? Yeah. Because. Why? Go Niners. Lay it on me. Go Niners. Anyway. Go um, Niners. It, it's, it's, the 60s were crazy, man. And the fact that he, I think he was assassinated in 68. He's only like 39 years old. Like yeah, people, Martin Luther King. Yeah, people look at yeah. him like, oh man, he's he's a lot older. No, 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 no. He was 39. I think Malcolm X was even younger. Like, uh, you're taking your life into your own hands in the 60s if you stood for something. Even now, honest to God, like, okay, so you mean and and and. For our conspiracy theory nuts out there, like you could potentially say the things that happened back then, and how, like, if you stood up for what was right or what what you thought was right, and, and what happened to these people, and then you look at like all the way today and be like, mm-hmm. you know, other politicians or whoever, right? Because you know, hey man, you you keep pushing this, and you 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 might end up, I don't just. You might end up dead. Snuffed out, bro. Cointel Pro. Have you heard of that? Was it? Cointel Pro or some I, I don't know exactly how you pronounce it. I may be saying it wrong, but it was a uh, FBI program that basically spied on whoever they wanted. And uh, they spied on Martin Luther King and they found out like some funky stuff about him. I don't know if it was true uh, or not. So Cointel Pro. So Coin C O I N T E L P R O. Uh mm-hmm. Coin, right, is counter um insurgency. Um so but what this would be is was would be uh Cointel, so counterintelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not counterinsurgency, but counterintelligence. That's interesting. Yeah. So they bugged his hotel rooms everywhere he went. They had people who were in his circle that were working for them. They were flipped. They were fucking caught doing something else over here. And, hey, give us information on Martin Luther King. Like, they found out he was a bit of an adulterer. Um, He kind of had a wild life on the other side when he wasn't, you know, marching for peace. Hey, man, motherfucking people have flaws. What are you going to yeah. do? But either way, like they tried to use that to like threaten him. Like, hey, we're going to put this out there if you don't stop uh, these marches because, you know, we can do this. And, you know, we've done it before. Government is crazy, bro. So they took out Kennedy, too. A slight parallel, but not completely parallel at all. Um, You talk about like people having a past that nobody knows about, like, and then it being used against them. Who would you say, and you might not have the answer that I'm looking for for this, but like, who would you say is the greatest lawman of the Wild West? Wyatt Earp, fool. Wyatt Earp, right? Damn, man. And here I was thinking you might not know. Wyatt fucking Earp. Did you know that Wyatt Earp was a, um, he was arrested for um, stealing horses. He was a horse thief in his early youth. He was a wild boy. He was doing some wild shit back in the day. Ran a fucking uh, whorehouse and all that. All that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing, he was doing all kinds of wild shit. Next thing you know, he's out there fucking killing these fucking these cowboys, yeah. laying waste. Legendary, legendary. 
And really, actually, when you when you read about the the OK Corral or his um, he and his brothers and 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 uh, fucking uh, Doc Holliday's uh, rampage against the Cowboys, I mean, they only killed. I think it was two in the OK Corral, and then they only went after four. They only killed four of the Cowboys, and and one of the like the, some fifth one or sixth one, four or five. Another one turned themselves in, but like out of an entire gang, that's you know, it's not really. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, I guess for the time, it's like, yeah. fuck, man, why are out here like kicking ass and taking names? People were bored as fuck, man. Like, man, <laughs> we had nothing to talk about. Well, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. man, we up here in Montana, we just got the the wire that Wyatt Earp is out of here cleaning house. Like the wire, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> well, hey, have you ever been down to Tombstone, Arizona? Yes, I've been there. I fucking walked the streets, son. I've yeah, been there. Me too. Me too. I, me too. I, I felt the dirt under my toes, and I, and uh, I smelled the the you know the actors because you know they they ran through right. did the yeah, yeah. you know so you know I was like I was yeah. there virtually yeah. all the way there. Yeah, right. I was there yeah. years and years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I went there too and didn't get the same vibe. It was not, it didn't feel magical to me, which is suck. It sucks, right? Because I'm a very like historic minded person, right? So I like staying yeah. in places and being able to like envision myself in the times when this place was in the mid in the midst of its hustle and bustle. And mm-hmm. you really couldn't do that with um with modern day Tombstone. You you couldn't in my mind. I couldn't take myself back to OG Tombstone. But can you imagine though? sitting there and there's like there's like 15 wooden boxes set up to be shops and saloons because it's all they were right just wood slapped together and and you're just sitting there no job maybe you got a job maybe your job is hurting goats who the fuck knows you're and your goats are herded for the day and you're just sitting there on this like wooden platform of some type drinking some type of alcoholic beverage because God knows in that part of fucking Arizona, water is fucking scarce. And you're just like, well, this is life. Yeah, this is good as it gets. Fuck all going on. Like, there's two things going on in Tombstone, right? And that's jack and shit. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, except, except for back then, there was it's prime. This is shit, boy. It was, man, walking around fucking going from saloon to saloon just fucking... Punching fools out, yeah. Bow. You're under arrest. Yeah. I don't think so. Cut you. Yeah. Now you're dead. Crazy. Sucks to be you. Bullets everywhere. <laughs> it's and this has absolutely why nothing. they call it the Wild West, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Martin Luther King, but we in here. Yeah, this has nothing to do with Doctor King, but yeah. um, you know how conversations go. Yeah, our conversations. Welcome to before <laughs> I forget. If you are new to our drifting. Conversations with you, but one thing that I did want to talk about before we yeah. go on to something else, uh, when I was at Tombstone, Arizona, mm-hmm. if you look at everything just behind the buildings, it's big hills. You know, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. I pictured that more than I pictured the buildings that were there. I'm sure maybe some of those buildings were there. You know, they'd be refurbished and all up to code and all this kind of stuff. But everything just past that is where all this shit really happened. That's the shit right. that, that I daydream about is, man. Driving through it, I'm like, man, it was probably some wild-ass fucking shootouts going on through here. Some fucking horse chases or some shit. Somebody stole some, uh, you know, there was a ransom. 
Because they had some crazy <laughs> shit like that back then. Right. You know, they were I running wonder, away from the ransom and, you know, it was wild. Spicy. I wonder if I wonder if we hear like stories about shootouts from the Wild West and we make them much bigger than they actually were. Mm-hmm. Right. So like you're out there in Maricopa County, Arizona, in BFE nowhere. And you hear about a shootout that happened here 150 years ago between this posse and that posse. Yeah. And really what it was, it was like five dudes on horses and seven dudes on horses over there. And they came across each other somehow in this big, vast open space. And I don't like you because the the scarf you had hanging out of your, your Levi's, because those were things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shoot at you with my six shooter, but they're not super accurate at very long distance. So nothing's going to hit anything. And I'm going to go blow, 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 blow off the back of my horse. And they're going to do the same thing. And maybe they got the Henry repeater rifle or some bullshit. And they might actually impact somebody hitting them in the fucking shoulder and they go yeah. fucking down. And, you know, oh shit, we're outgunned. And they both fucking kick rocks the opposite direction. And the whole altercation lasted like fucking. A minute and thirty seconds, but and it, then it's done with. But we're talking about it hundreds of years later. Yeah, and we're like, oh my god, this hundreds. massive shootout happened. It was insane. All hell broke loose. It was like, as in uh, Boondock Saints, there was a firefight, and it was like this big, like dramatic thing. And really, it was just a couple of dudes yeah. taking pop shots at like unrealistic distances for their for their shooting abilities, and then they ran away. Yeah. This whole OK Corral thing, the blacksmith who was just down the street, he looked out his shit. He's like, uh, oh. it was huh. just Tuesday to him. He didn't give a crap about that. It was the Wild Ding. West, baby. Yeah. Ding. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> yeah. That time of day I, already, huh? Goddamn. I guess it is lunch break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, old Betsy didn't pack my biscuit. But the flip side, and we're going even deeper into the fucking <laughs> dude. You got to hang, he probably got to hang out with Wyatt Earp at some point, like our Who's Doc that? Holiday. This this uh, blacksmith that I created in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, there surely was one. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you you got to intermingle with the fucking some wild shit. Like, you okay? You weren't in the shootouts and or anything, but you were around it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if yeah. you think about it, it's going to be the same way in in hundreds of years later uh, from now when they're going to be like, oh, man, you guys were around or those people were around when these people were here. Like, when you were around when Madonna was alive. That must have yeah. been crazy because she was a wild bitch. Some <laughs> shit like that, you know? Yeah. We're saying the same shit as, you know, Wild, Wild West was crazy, man. They was around Doc Holiday and he was sick, but he was still blasting people. So I just, you just have to wonder, right? So they say in history, right? Um, um, wait, what is it? Uh, the spoils go to the victor, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of suggesting that like the, the, whoever wins the war gets the right history. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we know that like, you know, the, the gangs and the posses of the wild west obviously didn't make it too far because, you know, it's not a sustainable lifestyle and, you know, you, you have the lawman and in every little town and, and then, you know, we established, you know, other different things like 
you know, county law and, you know, federal state law, state law, federal law. So we have different levels of law enforcement. Then, you know, the United States military gets involved in things. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing back in the day. We used the United States Army to do all kinds of shit that we probably shouldn't have been doing back in the day. Um, so, you know, like not a sustainable lifestyle if you're on the bad side of, of things. And, and so then you got to look at like, man, like what, what stories do we tell? Uh, what stories of heroics and badassery do we tell in modern times about people from back in the day? And you have to wonder, like, there had to have been people from the 1800s who did way more spectacular things than wipe out a couple of dudes um, in the Wild West on a tombstone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then there probably were. There were probably some pretty badass dudes up in Alaska who were just fucking, you know, weathering the cold and fighting off fucking you know sasquatch and shit whole bears just out there fucking boxing them and it yeah was just, just like punching them right in the nose a wednesday know? afternoon for uh tobias <clears throat> tobias boxing out bears in arizona <laughs> punch you right in the bear dick yeah um you know so you you know like you gotta you gotta think like when do these stories really become popular like you, you like 40 50 60 years later somebody's like Oh my God, I just found this journal entry that somebody had written about some guy named Wyatt Air. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean Wyatt Earp? I remember hearing stories about him yeah. when I was a little boy. About I was about yay high. You're living out uh, out yonder. And I remember hearing about the lawman who did done done such and such and such. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it becomes like a big fucking pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. So it's hard. To, uh, it's hard to make pop culture out of out of out of modern times, right? Because now we have access to the internet, and it's just easy to be like, uh, "Well, fucking fact check straight away." Yeah, yeah. People don't realize like that time really wasn't that far that long ago. And I'm gonna get into mm-hmm. something cool, and you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna love the segue. That time wasn't. Segue it. Yeah, this that time wasn't that long ago. Um, Wyatt Earp he died in the early 19. Uh, what is early 20th century technology? 19, 19, like 29. If I'm if off the top of my brain case, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, somewhere in there. Like he, he worked out of um, LA, like towards the end of his life. So, I think- yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, my, holy fuck. What's up? Wow. That was a great shot in the dark on my part. January 13th, 1929. So we are two days after his, his death anniversary. And right Damn. around Martin Luther King's birthday. Look at that. Segue. In 1929. So, uh, you you spoke about people's stories not being told. Um, mm-hmm. We spoke about what we need to talk about on this episode, and it hit me like something that you just said is the perfect segue into. In World War Two, there were uh, there was a war. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's crazy, right? And during that war, there were heroes that did shit. And they were awarded, uh, or they were recipients of the Medal of Honor. Uh, it's the highest fucking award the uh, military or the U.S. government gives our military folk. If you get one of yep. these, you're the shit for you know for whatever's remaining of your life because odds are you won't make it. Um, most of which, most of which have been awarded posthumously. Yeah. So, um, for those that don't know, that means post death, like you've died. Yeah, most of which are ordered are awarded posthumously. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, to be clear, like I'm sure they were not thinking I'm going to go get the Medal of Honor for this brave shit. They were probably in the middle of 
and we're going to talk about some of them, some wild ass shit and to survive and to save their friends. You know, they went into a burning vehicle. They jumped onto a grenade. Um, they led their men uh, out of something totally, you know, uh, they were completely surrounded and fought their way out of it. There's a lot of people that you hear about in World War II that did things, but there's a lot of people that you don't. And you didn't hear a lot about black folk doing World War II. And there were no Medal of Honor recipients that were black from World War II. Not, not one. Not one. What about what about World War One? I? I think there were two, were two. Two. If I'm not mistaken. There were seven people, six of them, you know, post humor uh, posthumously. Posthumously. Uh that were awarded the Medal of Honor. Um not awarded, I'm sorry, recipients. They finally received their fucking recognition for the wild shit that they did. That they, you know, gave their lives for whatever reason. You know, they're finally getting that recognition because, you know, they they were discriminated against by the fucking people who, you know, they're out there trying to save. Fucked up. But here we are. You know, in those seven dudes, uh there's one guy who I'm going to look it up because I don't want to get it wrong. Vernon Baker, he was actually uh, present to receive the honor. And that's, it's cool they got the recognition for it all these years later. Right on, right on, that's great. But, you know, God, I wish we had did better back then. So, um, on that, so out of the... I think we're at what uh, what did I say earlier three thousand four hundred and seventy I believe it was medals of honor awarded in since since its inception right only ninety one have been awarded to black men um ninety one that's that's an insane number that's an insane number well so when you, and we talked about this earlier in the, in the pre show we're like okay so we can go back to and so so so. So black folks have been able to serve in the military in some capacity pretty much since like the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. right? But never really in important roles and until the Civil War, right? In the North, they were able to do some pretty incredible things um, like some like secret squirrel fucking, you know, like let's save some dudes in the South kind of things. Yeah. Um, but the only person we tend to remember is Harriet Tubman um, who did great shit. Um, but then we get into modern warfare, not to be confused with Call of Duty. And we, we get into that and it's not really until, I mean, what was it like World War One? Like, you know, some, some dudes weren't allowed, like black folks weren't allowed to serve in certain capacities because they weren't be able, they weren't able to see well at night, you know, yeah. right. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, really because ridiculous of your ass fucking stupid shit. Like, oh, you're not a great swimmer because you're black. Yeah. You can't see at night because you're black. Mm-hmm. So therefore you can't serve in these roles. There you, there you know, so go to the Navy. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that is really interesting. So even when you, when you take that into consideration, that's still a very small percentage of, of recipients of the Medal of Honor that mm. are black. It's an insanely no number. And that's not to say, it's not to me, it's not indicative of the accomplishments of black folk in the military today because, I mean, we have a lot of dudes like doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. across the force um in combat and they're just you know sometimes they make it sometimes some, sometimes they don't 
Yeah. Um, I was actually having a conversation. Oh man. I can't remember. And, and you and I may have talked about it too, but and so I, I know for sure I've had this conversation a handful of times with s- several different people, but like, um, and I may be getting ahead, but like one of my favorite all time, um, medal of honor stories is all in cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite is Roy Benavidez. Uh, cause that dude is a straight up fucking animal when you read his citation and we've read it on the show before. Yeah. But all in cash's story is just one. It's, it's insane. Like what this man did to save his fellow troops. And for us, it's kind of more, it's personal as well because Hyrie and I, we served in Samar, Iraq and, in 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 February '04 to February '05, Alwyn Cash in his unit, he was with um, Alpha Company, Fifteenth uh, Infantry, and Third uh, ID, Third Infantry Division. Mm-hmm. Um, he was operating out of Samara, Iraq, and he received his Medal of Honor for actions on um, 17 October 2005. So, just a handful of months after we were there, this man was doing the the thing that he did to receive the medal of honor. And it's just, it's just, it's kind of, it's, it's so to break it down. Um, actually, I'm just going to read it to you. Cause this is insane. While on a nighttime mounted patrol near an enemy laden village, the Bradley fighting vehicle, which is a tracked vehicle that we used in the mechanized infantry, um, which Sergeant first class cash was commanding was attacked by enemy small arms fire and an improvised explosive device or an IED. The IED disabled the vehicle and engulfed it in flames, right? These tracks, um, they have fuel banks in them, and those can go up pretty easily depending on the type of explosion that hits them. So, Sergeant Cash, all in cash, extracts himself from the vehicle. So, he is free from the vehicle. This thing is on fire. It's engulfed, and he is out of it. He's, like, good to go. I am safe. Safe. Good to go. Fine. Yeah. Um, He decided, you know what? my crew is still in there. So he goes back and he gets the driver out. Um, he pulls the driver out of the, uh, out of the vehicle. Um, uh, so yeah, so this is goes on to say like after opening the driver's hatch, starting first class and a fellow soldier extracted the driver who was engulfed in flames. So now the driver is out of the vehicle. But he's, in, he's on fire um, during the course of extinguishing the flames on the driver and extracting him from the vehicle. Sergeant First Class Cash's fuel-soaked uniform ignited and caused severe burns to his body. So you got to think that this dude is covered in fuel. He was just blown up in a in a in an IED. He just pulled out his driver, who was on fire, put him out. Catches on fire himself, and he says, "You know what? I'm not done because I know there is a, a crew of people in the back." <laughs> so he returns, says, ignoring his painful wounds. Cash then moved to the rear of the vehicle to continue aiding his fellow soldiers who were trapped in the troop compartment. At this time, the enemy noted his movements and began to direct their fire on his position. When another element of the company engaged the enemy, Sergeant First Clash Cash seized the opportunity and moved into the open troop door and aided four of his soldiers in escaping the burning vehicle. Having extracted the four soldiers, he went back and noticed two other soldiers had not been accounted for and again entered the vehicle to retrieve them. 
At this time, reinforcements arrived to further suppress the enemy and establish a casualty collection point. Despite the severe second and third degree burns covering the majority of his body, he persevered through the pain to encourage his fellow soldiers and ensure uh, they received needed medical care. When medical evacuation helicopters began to arrive, uh, Alwyn Cash selflessly refused evacuation until all of the other wounded soldiers were evacuated first. Um, his extraordinary heroism and selflessness above and beyond the call of duty were keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon himself as United States Army. What's crazy about that is, I got to breathe for a second. What's crazy about that is, like, so for those that don't know, like he died, right? Uh, Sergeant Cash, he 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 was he was life lighted to Longstuhl, Germany, um, where he later uh, succumbed to his wounds. Wounds. He potentially could have survived. Well, first of all, he was safe as soon as he got out of that Bradley. He was safe on the ground. He didn't have to go back and get his driver, and he didn't have to go back and pull the other six crew members from the back. But he did. Mm-hmm. He was on fucking fire and pulling dudes from the back of this thing, taking indirect fire, small arms fire. Uh, he didn't have to do these things, but like we have this thing in the military, man, like this fucking brotherhood, this like, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that this doesn't happen. I'm going to give everything that I can. I'm going to sacrifice it all up to and including my fucking life to ensure that these others can continue on. And that's exactly what he did. So he, he refused medical aid until he made sure that everybody else was safe. It's that medical aid that may have prevented him from dying later on. But his concern was his soldiers. One of my favorite fucking stories, because it really like really to me encapsulates what it means to be a recipient of the medal of honor, right? This true devotion to your, to your troops, this true uh, concept of like selfless service. Um, the dude gave no fucks about himself. All that mattered to him was these dudes. And that, man, that fucking speaks volumes, man. Yeah. A lot of people uh, don't realize, uh, <clears throat> like you explained before, like uh, it's, or we explained before, it's the highest, you know, award you can possibly receive for, uh, you know, your, your actions and your actions are, you know, saving lives. Um, it's great that we get to talk about this kind of stuff now, but back to my World War II guys, like, man, there was so many stories that were probably similar to this that you never heard about. Um, yeah. In um, Vietnam, there was a uh, Lieutenant Sergeant, which is kind of funny, Rupert Sergeant. Yeah. All right, he jumped on two grenades, two grenades, uh, while clearing some uh, tunnels. This is during Vietnam. He's clearing out these booby traps, him and his fucking buddy, and they're clearing these fucking tunnels. I'm, I could read the whole thing, but, you know, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. Guy hops out, one of these freaking Viet, Vietnam dudes, Viet Congs. I don't know. That's fucking wrong. That's the wrong word to use. Well, you have the Viet Cong, the VC, and then you have the NVA, the North Vietnamese Army. Yeah, you can't see it right now, but I'm pointing at the screen. So use the proper uh, words for the proper people. Anyway, 
during this uh, interaction, one of these guys hopped out, threw two grenades. All right. Lieutenant Sergeant <laughs> fired off three rounds and jumped on three grenades with his, um, I'm sorry, two grenades with his body and, you know, absorbed the fucking blow and saved his guys. Didn't even think about it. I mean, I mean, you're literally imagine, imagine, think about this. Okay. You are in Vietnam. All right. It's already a fucked up place and you don't want to be there. It's funky. It's hot. It bugs everywhere. Plus these people are trying to kill you constantly. Uh, Now you're going to go through this tunnel. And the main thing you're worrying about is somebody jumping out and shooting you or something, you know, something uh, starting off and then a whole bunch of gunfire. But no, it's fucking two grenades tossed Mm. and you didn't think about it. You jump right onto it. Right onto it, man. That's fucking crazy to me. Could I do that? <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna fucking die. But you don't have time to think about that because you're saving your people, saving your friends. Hopefully, yeah. You know you're not gonna bail, but you know do what you got to do f- for yourself. I don't whatever. Um, but just imagine being in that situation and then doing that. Returning fire, shooting off a couple rounds, and then jumping on them, jumping on these two grenades, and I just won two of them. Did you ever, when we were in Iraq, did you ever think about that, or like you know, in the years after Iraq, did you ever think about like what if a grenade had been tossed? Fuck yeah! In one of those scenarios, what, what would you have done? I thought about it all the time. I assumed now, and even back then, I would have jumped on it. But yeah. like thinking about it, like that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that you would even think like for one that you're even in that scenario and two like that's a possibility like I might just have to jump on this to save my friends yeah and I would totally do it for my friends because you know that's what we do that's what we do what the fuck it ain't ain't no biggie you know we all believe we're gonna go to Valhalla or whatever the fuck when we die soldiers so you know it's all good it's a fair trade off but you didn't think about that when you jumped on those fucking grenades. You thought about saving your friends. It's fucking crazy to me. Uh, so, and I've had that thought too, right? Like, we, I, mean, I think I think we all do. Those of us who who served in those in those positions uh, mm-hmm. while deployed, and I, I I actually struggle with the thought, right? Because now that I'm here and away from that danger, I'm allowed to have that thought more deeply, mm-hmm. and I think to myself. Okay, yeah, no, I, I think that would absolutely do that. And then I'm like, mm, but Look at what, I what, if, what if the grenade landed in a little slump in the ground and it might not have detonated and killed everybody? What if we just all got shrapnel? And I wouldn't know that unless I didn't jump on it. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't jump on it, it might kill somebody. You know what I mean? So there's, there's all these like passing thoughts in my mind that like what the, the other what ifs. But in the heat of those moments, man, None of that matters. The only thing that matters is I'm on this four-man stack or I'm in the seven-man squad or it's just me and my battle buddy, my combat comrade, my firefight friend, and this grenade rolls out. And I remember, I don't remember which platoon it was. Uh, I think it was third platoon. Um, When they were working in Samara with us, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, Mr. Bad Guy tossed one of those old ass pineapple grenades over a wall. That was when Weller got the fucking shrapnel in his ass. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny. And Not I remember funny, hearing that story from several of the other guys, and they saw the grenade come over the wall. A bunch of them yelled grenade, and they all scattered. And he just happened to be the closest to it when it detonated. Mm. Now, granted, they were out in the open. You know, they had the street and the sidewalk, and they had a, a, a means of, of 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 you know escape from the grenade. So, you know, that may have been the best course of action. But then we think about when our battalion. Uh, the 26th Infantry Regiment went back to Iraq in 2006. Uh, Ross McGinnis. Yep. You know, a uh, grenade was tossed into the Humvee in which he was riding in. And to protect the other members of that gun truck, Ross smothered the grenade and, and, and died from it and received the Medal of Honor. And you're talking about this guy jumping on two. Like, there's no coming back from that. So when we were deployed, we had IBAs, body armor, right? So a vest that we wore over a body that was like uh, the inside of the vest had soft Kevlar, right? And then inside of that, we had these what we called sappy plates, the ceramic plates that could absorb uh, 762 rounds, 308 rounds for you civilian hunter types, um, up to three. And then anything beyond that, we were looking at penetration. Um, and we had to rely on the soft Kevlar to slow down the projectile. Um Good luck. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and now you're talking about, like, with this body, ar- body armor, I can jump on a grenade. And, and, and there there have been, there. you know, I've heard stories or a story or two of somebody doing that and surviving. They're yeah. in great fucking pain. You yeah. know, you're talking, like, destroyed fucking body parts and collapsed lungs and definitely TBI, traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Um. But then you go back to Vietnam, the only armor they had was the helmet they wore on their head. And it's not like this fella took his fucking helmet off and put these two Kevlar to these two grenades inside of his Kevlar, his steel pot and sat on top of them, which would still fuck him up really bad. Yeah. They were clearing like, booby traps. He probably didn't even have a helmet. He's probably just out yeah. there doing routine type shit. And, 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 and now he's on top of two grenades. It's it's wild when you think about like the split second decisions that we have to make in these in these situations. And you think about what was going on in America um during the Vietnam War um with the civil rights movement and what Dr. King was trying to accomplish within, you know, our our borders. Um, you know, rights and and liberty and freedom to all. Right, regardless of who you are, what you are, where you come from, if you're an American and you live here, you get the same freedoms. So you have this this black man, this black American, serving in the military during a time when when segregation was still a thing, integration was in, in its infancy, you know, um, and and black people were still mistreated, and um, you know, racial slurs everywhere and separate water fucking fountains and you can't come in here because you're this color and you can't sit on this part of the bus because you're this color and this man serving in the squad of people says you know what no fuck that like it's not about what color my skin is what color their skin is it's about it's a it's about my comrades my brothers my fucking family and that man that's fucking to me that's that i mean i don't know man 
Like, how the fuck do we get away from that? It's not that we got away from it. It was, uh, we didn't, too many people didn't agree with the war. Uh, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's not what I mean. Like, how do we get away from honoring the people who serve us? Not even that. I mean, like, yeah, we're definitely way off of that because, I mean, we we try, right? As an American, we, as American people, we try to do that. But like, <laughs> there we are in the in this twenty year war in Vietnam, in the midst of the Cold War as well. Shortly after the Korean War and and, and the World War, you know, where all people are in it, it affects everyone. Yet, if you're black in America, you don't count. What? Like how? How? How is that? How? How is that? How was that ever a fucking thing? And when we have stories like this guy, right? Like we have, we 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 know this fucking story. And you, do you honestly think that he sat there for a second and was like, you know what? Mm-mm. If I was back home in fucking Montgomery, Alabama, these motherfuckers sure as shit wouldn't jump on the grave for me. Do you think for a fucking second while he was there in that situation that he thought to himself, well, you know, if the roles were reversed and I was in that guy's position, he's a white guy and he was here and I was standing there, that he would jump on the grenades to save my life. Yeah. Oh. This dude didn't think about that shit, man. It wasn't about black or white. It wasn't about like, you know, who are you? Where are you from? It was about this is, I'm going to keep them alive because the mission needs to happen. I need to keep them alive. They have families. They have loved ones. They have a mission. They have life. And we are family. We're brotherhood. Do you know what I mean? How 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 did how did we how do we get so far removed from that? Because when you think about like what Dr. King was trying to do with his dream, right? Like he wanted equality for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. All men are created equal. Do you think in that fucking moment that like? that guy thought for a second like well i'm not treated equally back home so there's no way i'm taking this no absolutely fucking not it's just wild to me to think that right like in vietnam this guy's sacrificing his life to save his comrades black white asian hispanic doesn't matter Mm -hmm. meanwhile his fellow americans you know are trying to figure out which fucking fountain is okay to use yeah I mean, I was saying the the guys in Vietnam, you know, the people who didn't agree with whatever, they came back and they weren't even welcome, period. There's a lot of people who still, you know, if you ever meet a veteran from Vietnam, welcome them home because they didn't hear that shit when they got home. Yeah. They heard a lot of uh, political bullshit from the left and right. Spit and on. And it was fucking crap. It was real shitty for the Vietnam veterans. So if you ever see one or you know one, Thank them for their service and welcome them home. Yeah. Anyway, imagine, you know, living that kind of life out there uh, in Vietnam, you know, uh, life's on the line every day, it, not just from the fucking enemy, from everything, because it's fucking Vietnam. And you come back home thinking that somebody gave a shit and they did not. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fucking that was the reality. Uh, that that's what we put our people through. That's what some of our shit, some shit like that, still happens in some cases. Is prejudice. We spoke about, you know, racism isn't something that's you know you're born with. That's something mm-hmm. you're taught. 
And that's been taught for generation and generation and over and over. And we don't like black people. You can't drink after a black man's, you know, fountain. And if that black man whistles at you, you tell me we're going to fucking lynch him and all that kind of shit. That's taught. You know, I can switch a baby with a baby. I can take a black baby and put him in a white family and a white baby and put it in my family. And he's going to be raised how I raise him. The black baby's going to be raised how he's raised on that side. So it's a taught thing. And um, I wish that we were more mature back then to realize that um, that kind of teaching needs to be thrown out of the window and we need to welcome our gods back. And speaking of teaching, how were you educated on uh, Martin Luther King when you were uh, in school? Or are the black leaders for that matter? We weren't. No. No. Um, I mean, I say that. So I was aware of who Martin Luther King was. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I, I I had heard of Malcolm X, but only because of the movie. Mm. Um. I so and 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 you know, in case people who are listening and watching don't know, like I I like history. When I was in high school and junior high, like I paid attention to history and that those were like my, my best subjects and it wasn't really taught. Like the civil rights movement wasn't really taught like what these folks did. Um, I, like I said, I'd heard of Martin Luther King. I had heard of Harriet Tubman. I've heard of Rosa Parks. I'd heard of all these people, but like very basic, right? Like Rosa Parks didn't, was told to, sit at the back of the bus and she says, no, I'm going to sit here and you know, now we can sit wherever we want. Right. That was the gist of it. That's how it was taught. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and I grew up in a small town in Arkansas, predominantly white school, predominantly white town. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it really wasn't, it really wasn't, uh, much taught. Um, I will say that, uh, I did hear some stories from my dad who, um, who grew up during that time in Arkansas. Um, my dad, so my dad was born in 1945, and so during the 60s, when the, the the late 50s and going into the 60s and early 70s, my so my dad was would have been in his his 20s, going into his 30s. Yeah, so he was he was very much present for a lot of this stuff when integration happened. Um, what was it the the Little Rock in Little Rock where the, uh, the black kids were? Uh, I cannot remember what that what it was what it's called, but it's referred to as. Little Rock Seven or Little Rock Nine, I believe it was. Um, so my dad, you know, would have been around for all that stuff. Um, and so I heard, I heard some stories from him, and what that was like. You know, my dad served in the Arkansas National Guard during that time, and at one point in time, um, his unit was called up for uh, riot control in Little Rock during integration. Um, so that was really interesting to hear from his perspective and what they were doing. Um, my dad did say uh, he wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, nineteen fifty-seven was when the Little Rock Nine happened, September second, nineteen fifty-seven. So my dad wasn't around for that, but like integration and all that stuff was still going on when my dad served. And like I said, so you know, some of his leaders had been in the military for X amount of time and, and they, they had some pretty, pretty fucked up opinions mm-hmm. on integration and my dad wasn't really with it. 
Um, so my dad grew up in East Arkansas, right? He is, he is, you know, from the country. He's a country boy. Um, my dad, you know, uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's funny. I've, I, I've been from Arkansas as a white, as a white man, I have been called racist just because of where I'm from. Right. I'm a white guy from Arkansas. So naturally I'm racist. And oh, one of my favorite rebuttals, one of my favorite rebuttals was how can I be racist? And this is going to be, this is going to sound, sound fucked up. Please tell me if it is, I should probably stop saying this, but like, how can I be racist if my, my you know, my dad picked cotton? Jesus, don't say that. <laughs> well, but, you know, and, but the whole point of it was, is my dad did pick cotton. He did. And, um, it wasn't, it wasn't ever meant to be that way. And, and as I say, it, yeah, it does sound fucked up, but it was, the point was my dad grew up poor. Yes. He was not a slave. Like you, you know, you go back, you know, to the 1800s and you talk about slavery, but when you talk about poverty in the U S during that time, my dad grew up right next to these folks. He had black friends, he had white friends. They all grew up the same way, impoverished. Mm-hmm. One of my uncles was born in a smoke shack, <clears throat> a wooden shack meant to smoke meat. My uncle was born in that, right? There was no fucking hospital. Right? This is 1945 in Arkansas. You're talking about like, there, there was no modern anything, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the point of me saying that was to be like, this is how my dad was raised. Um, you know, he was, you know, he even lost two fingers in a cotton gin, right? He was feeding cotton into the cotton gin and, and the blades that receive the cotton as you're, as you're feeding it in, caught his hand, his left hand and ripped his, um, his index finger off below the knuckle, his middle finger off at the knuckle. And he's got these like blade marks across his palm, um, from where the blade cut into his hand. Um, you know, but the point of me saying that the point of me making that comment was like, my dad grew up just the same as they did. And to him, there was no difference. It didn't matter if you were black or white, you just, you worked for what you got. Yeah. And that's how I was raised. You know what I mean? And, um, and so when he would tell me stories about like when he was doing, um, you know, national guard stuff, uh, the Arkansas national guard, uh, during integration, he heard some pretty fucked up things from from supervisors. You know, if you see any, you know, <clears throat> racial slurs, fucking shoot on sight. And he was like, uh, not going to do that yeah. because that's fucking stupid. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and my, my, and you know, admittedly, my dad was also a troublemaker in the army. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad always joked like, he's like, I came in as an E1 and, 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 when I when I left the army, I had I had no collar to pin rank on. They took my collar away. Like I was demoted that much. Yeah. And um, because my dad didn't really care about that type of authority, but he sure as shit wasn't going to give into something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, principles, uh, something to stand on. Something that yeah. he was taught was the right thing to be. To be. And well, shit, the right thing to be is actually the right thing. It's it's <laughs> what? Holy fuck! Like I met your dad. Your pops is cool as shit. Um, but I, but I asked like, well, why were you, uh, were you educated, um, or how were you educated, uh, mm-hmm. on that kind of stuff? Because I went to Bennett Q elementary in Inglewood, California. Uh, they made such a big deal about black history month. Uh, man, you, if, if you had a good day, you got to wear the peace prize for the day. Um, you, you, we drew pictures of Martin Luther King and, this this and that but we didn't learn about Malcolm X or anything like that we learned about the mainstream shit like kind of like what you said so like they they tried to make a big deal about it and uh, I think for the most part they did 
So I'm I'm proud of uh, what they accomplished back then because I was able to learn more about stuff and yeah. not a uh, like I, I they told me about Martin Luther King. <clears throat> Sorry, so I wanted to learn about Malcolm X, and then you know I learned about Malcolm X. So now I want to learn about this and I want to learn about that, and you know I want to learn about you know slavery and I want to learn about how we fought. You know, on both sides, believe it or not, I want to fucking learn about all that stuff because that's where we I came from. I can't say you because mm-hmm. you're not black. It is what it is. You're not you're not black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's no fucking way you can get around it <clears throat> unless you, you know, DNA tests, you know, back in the day, some wild shit happened. <laughs> yeah. You know? But whatever. We're all you know? traced back to Sudan or some bullshit yeah. somewhere in Africa. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, yeah. no, but I'm saying like uh, learn, learn about your fucking history. It could be ugly. It could be real ugly. But I think you should know about it so you don't repeat those same mistakes. Because we're kind of sliding into those same kind of mistakes. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, on the sly. Not like out in the open in public, but like uh, really, really like clearly racist shit that's people can vote on. Oh, you know? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Why is this on a ballot? Um, yeah. The way they they treat gay let that whole gay lesbian community, uh, they don't even let those people. And I'm talking like they don't even allow them to have weddings and be married in some states. Like, could you imagine yeah. that? Like you can't even marry the person that you love because of the state that you live in. Imagine, imagine the government telling you you can or can't do something. Because of, of who you love, what you like. That's a whole other topic that I don't want to get into. You don't? Oh God, no. no. Not not right now. Oh no. Give okay. me give me give me six months to nine months. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I can talk about it though. Yeah. What I'm saying though, like uh that's what um that's what it was. You 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 learn uh what you can and you let go of what you can't and there are a lot of people who just can't let go of that old shit and mm-hmm. <clears throat> here we are like I say we're voting on that kind of stuff like man why is that even on the ballot um, that community is treated less than human um, well, why, why some- are we even still like that like yeah okay we 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 can sit anywhere on the bus now, but if you're gay, you're fucked. You can just now Which, say you're gay in, in the fucking army without somebody hemming you up. Yeah. Interesting to note. Um, historically, the American people have always been pitted against some other subculture within the American community. Whether it be um, black folk, whether it be Asian folk, whether it be the LGBT community. Um, we are constantly programmed and, and routinely told this is the enemy. Sometimes overtly, sometimes covertly. So we're always given this directive, if you will, um, that states they are not like you. They should be shunned. 
And it always relates to, in some way, shape, or form, they can always trace it back to some passage within some religious text. Um, and and then, then that becomes, and then that becomes what it is. Mm-hmm. And I really, really don't want to go into that either because I definitely don't want to like go down that rabbit hole for one. And two, I have some pretty, <laughs> if you know me in my personal life, um, folks listening and watching, I have some pretty strong opinions on some of the shit that I just said um, that I will debate any motherfucker on. I cannot. What it, I can't, wait, let me just stop you for like a half a second. I know you're on the yeah. roll, but I cannot wait until you're out of the army so you talk about <laughs> shit. Uh, this is going to be a special show because we're going to be able to <laughs> pop off crazy, but continue. Well, I mean, so all, all, the, all I will say is <clears throat> there is not a single person in existence today, in the future, or in the past, going back 90,000 years to the beginning of the Homo sapien species, that is not, that is not uh, due a fair life within their community, except pedophiles. I think we can all agree on that. It's really, uh... I don't give a fuck what color your skin is, what color your eyes is, what political stance you have, what God you pray to, what orientation you have. If you like to have sex with dudes or chicks or fucking multiple dudes or multiple chicks or all of them, I don't give a fuck if you think that you were born as a man, you want to fucking cut your dick off, become a woman or vice versa. I don't fucking care. You have the absolute right to freedom in this country across the board. On this planet, you have that right. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care your upbringing. I don't care who is in charge of your people. You have the right to live unobstructed and as happy as you want. So long as you're not dicking with other people's lives, you have the right to live happily and peacefully 100%. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say on that. You have that right, but why there's still obstacles? It's fucking lame, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there's still well, obstacles like uh yeah. yeah we're we're all treated equal but like i said you know some some of us can't marry you're right you were all over it like man i don't give a fuck what you do um but you know you and you're given the, the right to do what you want to do but not marriage you can't be happy with that you gotta call it something else because you know that's the christian thing or whatever the hell we have to all believe in that. Oh boy, we're gonna get into some crazy uh-huh. talk, and I might pull back. But uh... well, listen, if 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 at the point we get into that particular conversation, um, when it comes into uh, religion and when it comes to politics, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I have very strong opinions on those things, and we will definitely more than likely lose followers and listeners because, <laughs> um. Sometimes I'm really good about articulating what I want to say, but when it comes to something like this, like I really cannot hold back because it's 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 such a it's it's so it's such a sensitive topic for me because when you step outside of those realms, I grew up religious and I grew up in a semi political home, and so when you grow up in those things and then you step outside of it, you begin to see the hypocrisy in those things and you begin to see the hate that springs from those things. You know, I grew up in a household. I'm sorry, I grew up in a church that said. <clears throat> 
you cannot be friends with them because they are gay. Well, who the fuck are you to tell me who the fuck I can be friends with? Well, God says that. Yeah, God said it. I heard him say it. <clears throat> I was Suck there. all three of my testicles. <laughs> I was there and I saw it happen uh, when he said. <laughs> my, my, my point is, my point is, no, absolutely not. But that again, that's a. I don't. I'm not trying. I don't. I don't want to get into. It. I really don't. But like, it's 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 a whole. It's a, it's really it's a deep thing for me. It really is because I, <clears throat> anything that tells anybody that you have to dislike somebody for 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 one of these things, anything that teaches that is wrong, and you're indoctrinating people to believe hate. To give in to hate. And that's what we're talking about. That's what Dr. King was fighting against was this fucking hate. Because people at the time, throughout decades and decades and decades of American history and world history, were taught to hate because of the color of that person's skin or because they come from a different fucking tribe across the way or because they paint their faces differently in war or because they pierce their fucking skin in a different completely fucking way or they're from a different fucking country country, or they speak a different fucking language or they speak the same language with a different dialect or they speak the same language and same dialect with a different accent. Mm. They're taught to fucking hate these things. They're taught to hate and that's the goddamn fucking problem is that these people just don't fucking let up. Literally every single person on this planet, and this is pedophiles and fuck included, we're all the same goddamn fucking people. Biologically, genetically, we're the same fucking people. We're the same. Where there is no difference, right? You are the same as me. Tyree, you and I, we look a ton different. Very obviously, we don't look anything alike, but we are the same goddamn fucking people. You get what I'm saying? Throughout history, through the 90,000 years that we've been homo sapiens on this fucking planet, people have been people have been people. It doesn't matter. Stop hating on motherfuckers because you disagree with something they believe in. Okay, so what? They like fucking Ford and you like Chevy. That's no reason to fucking blast at them on the fucking interstate because you think their truck sucks. Or they fucking, they're from a different fucking town or they're fu- from fucking two streets over. You know about gang violence in the fucking 80s and 90s and, and, and now. I mean, even, even fucking now. Oh, because you're from fucking two streets over, you're better than me or you're worse than me? Get fucking fucked. It's fucking ridiculous. You're black? Fuck you. That's wrong. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. We did the same thing. And, and people want to talk about like, well, it's not that big of an issue now. It's really not, right? It's not at all. What happened in 2020? All kind of shit. All kind of shit happened. Like, what do you mean with like black folks or like racial tensions? No, with people in general. In in 2020, COVID happened. And what did we do in America? We just fucking stayed home. We hated on Chinese Americans. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about this. Yeah. Go ahead. In 2020, COVID happened. We blamed Wuhan, China. Maybe Mm -hmm. it is. Maybe it isn't. We really have no fucking direct evidence. So we blame the Chinese and we blame Chinese Americans. We blame Asians. And that's the thing. I don't know about you, man. And I I, I have a friend of mine. uh, She's, she's Vietnamese. um, And I was talking to her one day and it's like, to be honest, like I, I I can't, and maybe it's just the white guy in me. And maybe it's because I didn't grow up around a, a ton of Asian folk, but I really can't look at an Asian person and distinguish, you know, Korean from Chinese, from Japanese to Vietnamese, from Laotian, Hmong, and, and I, I just can't. Right. And so she was explaining it to me and breaking it down and, and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still not going to understand it, but like, I totally get what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
But in 2020, Wuhan was like the the epicenter uh, or the uh, of the outbreak. That's where the outbreak of, of COVID allegedly happened, right? And so now, let's hate on all Asians. That was a thing. That's not new, though. It's not. You know? That's the fucking problem. It's recent. That's the goddamn problem. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. It's recent. It's still here. The first so time sh- I ever saw anything racist, I know exactly when it was. Precisely when it was. It was a Bugs Bunny, Donald Duck, and Porky Pig cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And they were mocking Japanese people, uh, talking oh. with the accent. And the big teeth big and all teeth, that, yeah. You know, glasses and all this kind of shit. And that was a cartoon. That was shit yeah. that kids saw. Yeah. That was produced for kids to see. I'm sure it wasn't just for kids because it was like, it's some hardcore racist shit in there. But I guess, you know, the times they just bombed us. So we have to hate them now. Same thing. They gave us COVID, so we got to hate them, even though, you know, we can't prove it. We can prove the Japanese bombed us, so we have to hate them now. And not only do we have to hate them, we have to teach our kids to hate them. We did the same thing in, in, in World War II when, when Pearl Harbor happened. We knew that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. So what did we do? Put all Japanese Americans in internment camps. Yeah. Why? And that wasn't even that wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things that America had camps 80 years ago yeah so 80. you know somebody who's 80 years old <laughs> or you know somebody who was around you know uh may have passed back then but they were around for that shit that wasn't like some shit that was created uh for shits and giggles that was some real stuff george takai he's yeah. a, he's he's gay and he had to go through that shit he was in he was in the closet his whole life you know, he was in those camps. The guy from Star Trek, if you didn't know. No, um, the guy that can do the thing with his hand, I, I can't do it. Can you do it? Oh, yeah, easy. I can't do it. I have any, to, like, hold hand. it over. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, no, I can't do it. I can do the uh, I can do West Side. Sure. But no, you're, you're right, though. You're not. You're, so that's the thing, though, right? So, like, that was 80 years ago. And I, I was holding my hands up a second ago because, like, if you look at my hands, like, you look at, like, okay, this is 90,000 years of homo sapien existence. This right here is the last 80 years. Well, we, this is nothing in comparison. And you want to talk about like, okay, so we didn't put Chinese Americans in internment camps in 2020, but the hate that the Asian community received from everybody else is in fucking sane. When the global war on terror kicked off, Right. And um, some jihadists decided to crash a couple of planes into a couple of buildings in the United States and kill a lot of people in 9 11. What did we as Americans do? Goddamn terror <clears throat> sons of bitches. Yeah. If you were Arab American of any kind, right? If you were from Iran, Iraq, fucking Afghanistan, Pakistan, fucking Palestine, fucking Egypt, you name it. If you were slightly brown and not Mexican, actually, even if you were fucking Mexican, you were fucking hated on. Because you were presumably a part of the Islamic community that wanted to see the downfall of the great American empire. Yeah. They called you a sand nigger. Think about that. 
Think about that yeah. shit. Like, uh, not only are you bad for yourself, uh, I'm going to bring in a whole nother race to, to downgrade you. Man. Crazy. And I know, Crazy. Tyria, and I know when we were deployed, I know goddamn well you heard that fucking term from people to our left and right. Yeah. What the fuck? You get what I'm saying, man? Is this when you when you when you, when you think back to um when you think back to that fucking speech, I have a dream. Right? Um what does it say? So I'm actually so I'm looking at it right now. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. When you take that into consideration and then you hear shit like that, you see shit like that. Are we living up to Dr. King's words? If we're in 2020 because of the coronavirus that allegedly came out of the fucking Wuhan, China, we're going to sit here and hate on every single Asian American be like as if it's their fault. Are we really living up to that? All men and women are created equal. Uh, you know, some men and a little bit of the women. There's so many different things that are wrong, man. Some <laughs> some of the men can do what they want. Some of the women can do what they want. Like I said, if you're gay, you can't. If you're black, you you know you can't do certain things at certain times of the day. If you're Hispanic, you can only uh work in the fields. If you're Asian, you fucking brought diseases over here and you eat animals or some crazy shit. Uh, if you are uh, Middle Eastern uh, or from anywhere in that area, you're a fucking terrorist. Like, people teach people that. And we can stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can stop it, like, right now. We can be like, you can be like, hey, man, you know, Billy, I taught you that black people were fucking disgusting niggers but thinking about it now you know it ain't they're not that bad that might change billy's perspective like you can stop it right now instead of making billy the next kid or adult who picks up a gun and takes it to a grocery store and shoots up a bunch of black folks yeah you can stop this shit it all comes back to the same thing. It all comes back to the same thing. Yeah. You know, I have a dream, you know, all equal, all that kind of shit. But because I hate you and your color, Dylan Roof, I'm going to take a gun into a church. I'm going to pray with them and then I'm going to fucking kill all of them. Because hate. Yeah. That's fucking lame. Yeah, it's crazy that it, it's it's still a thing and it's going to continue to be a thing until somebody does something. And I don't know what it what something is, but it has to be done. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, something has to be done. But what do we what are we going to do? I don't man, know. Fuck and I, so I, I spent a lot of time to myself and I spent a lot of time thinking. Um, and I have come to the conclusion that the only thing that can truly prevent this kind of hatred within the human community is for humans not to exist. And I'm not, I know that sounds extremist. That sounds fucked up. Right. And and that's, that's not where I'm going with this. But like the point of me saying that is 
um, you know, for as long as humans exist, greed will exist, hate will exist, uh, dislike for the other side, disdain, all of these things will exist. We're always going to find another, the next reason to dislike somebody. I think we had talked about a couple of shows ago what the average human will, will look like in 2050 and um, that picture that I sent you. And she was, she's beautiful. She's a, she's a mix of, of all of the things that you could, you, you, you know, all of these, like these characteristics, these physical characteristics that you can imagine from folks across the, the globe. Um, uh, and she's a very beautiful woman. And I can imagine what the humankind will look like 100 years from now, 200 years from now through that, that same progression and the global population will be continue to blend and blend and blend. And eventually there will be no quote unquote borders um, when it comes to physical attributes, mm-hmm. but we will always find a reason to dislike them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talked about that before. I'm still, yeah. there's still going to be hate on the light skinned, uh, multi yeah. um, multicolored folk and then the darker skin multicolored folk even though everyone's the same fucking color is still gonna hate them yeah because y'all are fucking weird luckily <laughs> i won't be around to see that kind of shit i i, I want to see the progression of of human kind but i mean over the last decade it's gotten so weird like yeah like what what am i how am i around for this why? How am I alive for this? Yeah. You know, you're in it. What are you gonna do? Enjoy it, I guess. Well, but don't be a dick and uh, yeah. don't be a racist asshole. Don't. We got two rules in life on this show. Two rules. Don't be a dick. Don't touch kids. Don't be a racist <laughs> asshole. Don't touch kids. You will be cool in our book. For the most part, yeah. Think about it. No, yeah, that really does kind of sum that it up. Boils everything <laughs> down to fucking you can be cool with us if you don't touch kids. Simple. And you're not a racist yeah, asshole. Yeah. Oh don't, fuck. Yeah, just... That is that is that is pretty funny. Actually, yeah. That 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 you probably could summarize. I mean, I know we talk about a, a lot about like. Um, I mean, this show started, you know, veteran stuff, military mm-hmm. stories and history, so to speak. And um, we obviously we get into mental health and um, domestic abuse and violence and just unnecessary bullshit and then the struggles that come along with all of these things and different ways that we can combat them and you know, regroup with our community to make ourselves feel better and to reach out to our friends and our comrades um, and to make sure that they're all doing better. And we want to reduce numbers in veteran suicide. But one of the other messages that we would like to send across the internet is don't be a racist asshole. Mm. And don't touch kids. Woo. Of everything we did, Man, God, God round of applause for the simplicity <laughs> of not being a pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> the no, round, round of fucking hearty handshake for liking other races. You know, that's all we can ask for. That's mm-hmm. fucking lame. Um, 
But hey, here we are in 2023, trying to figure out, uh, you know, race relations. And all man, we're that. trying to figure out a lot of things. And what's really interesting is, is here we are in, in 2023, and me as as a as a white male, I'm not really allowed to have a speaking point on this. Could you imagine, Tyree, if I was to do this show on my own, for example? Oh, man. <laughs> like I'm going to do an MLK special. Right. Man. Me as a white guy. Okay, sure. Okay. I, hey, hey, you know, you can be anybody and appreciate Martin Luther King uh, Jr. And so here I am, white man, appreciating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on a MLK uh, show. And I'm shot my pen. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I'm, I'm going on on this rant and I'm making all the same points that you're making and I'm making all the same points that I'm making. I, I can't make them. Oh, no. I'm not allowed. Because I, as as a white man, I'm not allowed to have certain opinions, and I'm definitely not allowed to vocalize certain opinions. Which is really interesting because you, as a black man, you're not allowed to have certain opinions, and you're not allowed to vocalize certain opinions. Is that not fucked up? That's that's where we that's where we are. That's where we live, man. Why you you, um, you can have your opinions, but you you white man better not have any opinions on black folks. You know, I've been called a colonizer before. I believe it. Fucking colonizer. Yeah. <laughs> you know where that term came from? People uh, doing colonies of things. Well, that's 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 what it means. But yeah. like when it was popularized, I guess is the better question. Do you know when that term was popularized? Wait, what? As it a derogatory term or? Generally, yeah. yeah Way yeah. back in the day. Uh, popularized recently. Oh. When the Black Panther movie came out. Oh, well, there you go. Wakanda forever. So, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, and it's a good movie for fucking sure. And um, yeah. I'm absolutely, and I know we've talked about that. I think it was like two shows ago where we talked about like, you know, like, uh, you know, people of color finally being represented in these, in these, in these uh, roles. And that's fucking great um, because people that do great things are not always just fucking white people. Like, like we've talked about in the show, we've got fucking all in cash who fucking straight up fucking delivered you know the most one of the most heroic acts of our modern history um Roy Benavides, indian the only no, i mean not indian but god i can't even the native get it right. americans native american. american indians yeah the american yeah. oh yeah. native american out there doing it yeah right the color yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. matter race didn't matter he's out there doing <clears throat> it um and you've got you the only the, the only black man to ever receive the medal of honor twice for non-combat actions actually uh robert augustus sweeney um, in the 1800s, he received the Medal of Honor two separate times, one of only 204 people to receive it in peacetime and one of only, um, shit, one of only 91 to uh, black Americans to receive it. And he received it twice. Um, and he received it for saving people while drowning. As a matter of fact, fun little tidbit of information, um, the peacetime Medal of Honor um, peacetime medals of honor recipients are all Navy. That's, that, that was a, I thought that was a really interesting thing. Hmm. Um, and they were all in an attempt at saving somebody else's life. But anyway, this guy uh, received it twice for attempting to, um, or for saving two separate people's lives on two separate different occasions. Um, and coincidentally, um, I, and I kind of, kind of ironically, he also died uh, at 39 years old, same age as Dr. Martin Luther King. So I thought that was kind of a little interesting mm-hmm. side note. But um, um, <clears throat> basically, the, the, the 
and I, I don't know if we really stayed on target with what the intent of the show was. I know it got, I personally, I got a little heated, um, a little riled up, a little, a little flared up in the um, emotional department because I didn't notice. <laughs> I, I, one way you can definitely tell that I'm mad is when I take a breath and then I just word vomit. Yeah. Really, and I speak really, 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 really quickly. And if I'm really mad, ooh, man, I'm on a flow. But like, I, I get, I get so bent out of shape on this particular subject because in my unit, I'm the equal opportunity person, right? And I absolutely cannot fucking stand. There's only been a handful of times where I have gone off on trainees as a drill sergeant, um, and in one of those one of those situations it's I mean it's happened a few times but like one of the things that really absolutely set me off is when it comes to racial shit even if it's it's like you know <clears throat> dropping the hard r and and and, and rolling with the, the slang you know version right like absolutely not man like um i i get it it's pop culture you hear, you hear it in songs you hear it in movies but when you're talking about soldiers in uniform, the one thing that we teach is there is no black, there is no white, there is no Asian, there is no Hispanic, there is no Native American. We are all green, right? That's what we teach, right? We're green, right? We're all army. We're all in the military. It doesn't matter where the fuck you came from, what the fuck you believe in, right? So long as you're doing your goddamn job and you're performing to your max and you're giving a fuck about to the person to your left and right and you're six, that's all that matters. Right. And so when I hear things like that, and it was brought to my attention, this one particular one particular time that comes to mind, we were at first aid as uh, in 2017. And um, uh, some one trainee comes to me and says, Edwin Sergeant, I, I heard uh, Private A and Private B having a conversation over by the latrines. And I heard Private A say to Private B these words. And um, I just thought that I would let you know. And man, I fucking lost. It. I lost it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't sit there and I don't take that. I don't allow that. I don't allow that within my ranks. I don't. I don't. Because when you want to talk about, if you're on one side of the aisle talking about how the other side mistreats you, then I think that you have to kind of hold yourself to a certain standard. You have to not allow certain things to be okay. And I think the use of certain terminology should fall within that category. Um, I will absolutely never refer to any person as any type of racial slur. Um, and, and, and that's not to say, um, don't be wrong. I like humor. Um, and I think jokes are hilarious to a degree, right? Like some jokes are just not, they should not be a thing. Right, some jokes, some 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 jokes, some humor should not be a thing. Tyree and I used to joke all the time back in. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but when we first left uh, active duty, uh, you would always talk about like me coming out to California, and I would always talk about you coming here to Arkansas, and I would always talk about, like, oh, I'm gonna bring you to a meeting so you can hang out, and like in retrospect, I'm like, that's fucked up, dude. And You're you would always tell me like, hey, I'm gonna take your ass to South Central, and I'm gonna get you shot, and this and that, and. Uh, I'm gonna dress you, did. you, I'm gonna dress you, you in to... all red, and we're gonna hang out on this corner, this corner in particular, in all red. Yeah, you, yeah, and you and, will and, wear and, red. 
Yeah, yeah, and you, and you did take me to this house, and I didn't get shot. But, like, when I look back on those moments, I think about, like, how immature that was and how, like, bullshit that was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't need to be said. It didn't need to be a thing because you're a fucking brother of mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucked up to say, right? Yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. But, like, that's just something that I blow up on. That's something that I'm very, like, near and dear about. Like, so the way I, I, I was raised, um, respect people. Respect people. Don't get me wrong. Like my dad, the time in which he grew up in Arkansas, certain terminology was acceptable, and that's how my dad was raised. But that's not how my dad is. Do you know what I mean? Like he was raised with like certain words being the okay words to use in 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 reference to certain folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that growing up, like you didn't hear that term. But then you'd hear it, and, he, and it would be an automatic correction, generally, right? It was like, because it was like, a, it was like, I'm trying to break this 20 year habit, this 20 year of like, I, this is this is what it's been. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if I've always referred to, um, you know, the thing that I put my clothes in as a dresser, and now it's going to be considered a bedroom closet, separate sort of whatever the fuck you want, you know, some other name, right? Now I got to break this fucking habit. Right. And so, and so, and so that's kind of what it became. And, and, and ultimately like eventually my, you know, it, that habit was broken and it's no longer became a thing in my household, but we learned respect. We learned respect for other people, regardless of where they come from and what they believe and what they look like, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I take it personal. I really do. I really fucking do. Hey man, we all I don't want to take... punch people in the face for it. You know what I mean? We should all take that kind of stuff seriously. And you know, on that note, I think it's a perfect time to end this show because we've been going a long time. Is it the perfect time? It is the perfect time. I think Siri just heard me say some shit and she's tripping. She's tri- fucking in my business. Anyway, the perfect time to end the show. Kevin, you got anything? The only thing that I'll say is at the end of the day, don't be a fucking dick. Treat all people with dignity and respect, no matter where they come from, what they're into, as long as they're not a fucking pedophile. Dignity and respect, like it's it's literally that easy. If you disagree with their life, uh, their life choices, their lifestyle, their fucking color, their religion, dignity and respect, because diversity, like the old saying goes, diversity is the, is the spice of life, right? If if we don't have diversity on this planet, then what do we have? So, dignity and respect, and shout out to Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. I, hope, I, I really, hey man, I know, I know we talked earlier today about like how this, you know, the show could go and I really kind of hope that we like stayed somewhat within line, but I kind of feel like we definitely strayed at some parts, but I want people to, uh, the biggest takeaway, I think, um, and you might agree, the biggest takeaway from this is like, give respect where it's due, um, treat everybody equally and yeah, dignity and respect, man. And, uh, to caveat off that uh never mind y'all have a good one no what do you got no i got nothing have a good one oh yeah okay okay i I, you know oh don't we said it before don't be uh don't be a dick and don't be a pedophile and uh, that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) yeah